Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tranquility Podcast. I hope you guys had a great week out in lockdown. You know, Melbourne is free. You know the words, we are now. Shopping centers are open. You can go shopping. We love it here. We love it here. But look at me, it's a Saturday night and I'm at home because my ass has to work in the morning and... There's nothing worse than not having enough sleep for a Sunday shift. It's the worst shit ever. But anyways, we move. Perfect time for me to sit down and record. And yeah, today, today we are going to be talking about something that a lot of people don't talk about. And that is mama issues. Mommy issues. And I have the biggest mama's issues. I can't even lie. Like, everybody, oh, daddy issues this, daddy issues that. Like, can we talk about the mommy issues as well? Some people were going through it with their moms, but I don't know why, but people don't really talk about it. And I think part of the reason why is because, I don't know, I feel like people feel more guilty when you know when it comes to their moms like they feel guilty for complaining because you know they did so much for them and then with the dads it's like what the fuck did they do (laughs) what the fuck did they do like mm, it's much more easier to hate on the dads than the moms that's what i've seen that's what i've noticed but today we're going to be talking about the mom issues because i feel like a lot of our inner child has been affected by these mommy issues that we don't talk about. And, you know, I, I'm i just here to validate those feelings that you have, those experiences that you had, because you are not alone. You are not alone. I've been through it. You've been through it. A lot of us has been through it. And it's just not talked about. And, yeah, that's... Let's get into this episode. I'm sorry in advance if you hear a lot of sound because I'm holding my mic right now because the thing broke. Like, I can't stand it up, so I have to hold it. But anyways, mommy issues. Um, Yeah, like I said before, a lot of people feel guilty about calling their mothers out. And me personally, I haven't called mom out. Like, I feel like I have in some ways by standing my ground, by, like, calling her out on her shit and the things she's done to me, I haven't yet. But, like, it's not even, like, feeling guilty about calling them out. It's feeling guilty about, you know, being mad at them. Because I remember I used to always feel so guilty when I got mad at my mom. Because it was like, oh, she's just trying her best. Like, you know, that's just how she is as a mom. She's, you know, that's how she shows love love to me. But no, no, don't feel good for that. Because you're, you're invalidating your own feelings. And I guess it's the only way you know subconsciously because, you know, your own mother sometimes invalidates your own feelings, so it's easy for you to invalidate your own feelings. Like, you know, because, you know, you've been gaslighted and then now you're gaslighting yourself because you feel 
you feel like you're making all, all of this shit up in your head, but you're not. It's hard living with a mother that is that is a narcissist and that is toxic especially you know as a daughter as a woman as a girl because we have so much pressure on us from our own mothers and a lot of these toxic mothers live through their own children and try to mold them into something that they could have been if you know they had a chance to be a little girl again and being a mother is not about trying to get back the childhood you lost like don't get me wrong like I have so much love for my mom so much love for mothers out there because motherhood is not an easy thing it is not a lot of easy things you know they sacrifice a lot of a lot of things, you know, just to be a mother and, you know, you're looking after a whole being. They went through labor for 13 plus hours, 10 hours, the, like the most painful experience a person can have in their life. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to put down anyone, but at the same time, you know, you have a role and your role as a mother is, you know, to meet the child, to meet the needs of your child and it's not supposed to be the other way around. The child is not supposed to meet your need. At the end of the day, they didn't ask to be born. It was your decision to become a mother and a lot of times mothers have their own healing to do. And, you know, my favorite topic, generational trauma, is, you know, it's with everybody. They have their own traumas that they haven't healed through. They have a lot of mentalities that were passed down to them by their own mothers that they're using, you know, on their own children. And because, you know, they had a, such a traumatic childhood, they feel like they haven't lived their life the way they want to live. Like I said before, they're using their own children to, you know, experience that childhood again. So they mold them into something that they want. And that's not how it should be. And that's when a mother becomes toxic. When their needs and their wants is what becomes more important and the world starts revolving around them. And then they start stop seeing their own children as human beings. They stop seeing their children as, you know, a separate entity, as somebody who is an individual, as someone that has their own lives and has their whole world ahead of them. You know, they they crave and want the control, the control you know, because their their mom and they had their superior than the child instead of you know being two human beings on a world trying to get through life together and you know they're supposed to be there to guide you not to control you and set out your life for you you know what I mean and then ultimately um the child becomes property and 
you know, as a South Sudanese daughter, a lot of parents are like this. I've seen it so many times with my cousins, my friends, a lot of South Sudanese mother, mothers have this mentality that, you know, they are superior than their kids and the kids just become property and then they, they just have the same mindset. It's like we all have a universal experience that is the same and again, this is generational trauma. And I was watching a video about this the other day and it just hit all the jackpots like all my experiences the like the girl in the video just laid it out flat and I, I felt kind of attacked but it felt nice like I was watching it and then I had to pause for a second like damn this lady really set me up for failure like I'm glad that I took all that time to heal myself and to do my inner work to realize how toxic she actually really was but you know a lot of people still have a lot of work to do to see that and because our parents are not going to do that work we have to do it or else we're going to be stuck in a loop and then our children are going to be listening to this podcast like oh my gosh my mom's toxic <laughs> but yeah they act like they own you and they expect you to be overly grateful for things that they're supposed to do. It's like, yeah, you put clothes on my back. Yeah, you cook for me. Yeah, you provide me with a house to live in and be safe in. And it's like, that's the bare minimum. Yes, I'm forever grateful for that and for you and, you know, for bringing me to this world, even though sometimes I wonder why I'm here. But I'm grateful regardless. But... It's like we understand all the pain and suffering and sacrifice that our mothers, you know, have done and what they've gone through. But like, it's hard to be grateful when it's used against you, you know what I mean? And then, you know, they keep reminding you to guilt trip you. Like, when you stand your ground, and then they're like, oh, oh, you're disrespecting me now, I'm your mother, I did all of this for you, da 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 It's like, yes, you did that. Nobody's saying you didn't, nobody's denying it. All I'm saying now is that I'm grown, I can make my own decisions, I can have my own opinions, you know what I mean? Like, I can do what I want, I'm at an age where... I don't need you to tell me what to do. I don't need to ask you for permission. Like, this is my life. You lived your life. All I'm saying is, let me be. And, yeah, like I said, it's hard to be grateful when, how are you throwing that in my face? Like, like you're mad at me for being born or some shit like that. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, nobody asked you to give breath to me like I said and I'm not saying that to sound ungrateful but it's not something to be thrown around like that just to get what you want and my mom does that all the time like let me give you an example like if I want to go out you know I'm, I make my plans or whatever like 
I'm excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go see my friends. We're gonna have a good time. So I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready. And then it's time to go. So I could tell her I'm going out, I'm going here. And then like, you know, it's supposed to be fine, right? And then it becomes a whole scene. It becomes a whole scene. Oh, you wanna go out? Who who gave birth to you? Me, yeah, I gave birth to you, so why going out? You're supposed to be staying home. You're putting your friends over, over your family all the time. I'm telling you, you can't go out and you don't want to listen or you want to do... Like, what? What do you mean? Like, at this big age, you're... Um, like, at this my age, at this big age of, like, 21, you want to create these problems because I want to go out with my friends. You've been in lockdown for how long? for how long and I'll work every day I cook I clean and then I want to go out for one night and then it's like oh my gosh you're disrespecting me um you're not a good daughter because you don't listen to me oh, blah, 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 blah. blood is supposed to, blood is supposed to be thicker than water then you put your friends over your family like what what are you talking about that doesn't even make sense it makes no sense. It's like, I'm not putting anybody over anyone. I'm putting myself first because you basically took my childhood away from me. You took my teenage years away from me because I couldn't go out. And then now, at this age, where we're not supposed to be having these conversations anymore, you want to start doing this shit. It does not make sense to me. Like, she... She wants to control me so bad and it's crazy. Like she doesn't want to let go of that power and I'm I'm pretty sure she's really scared to do that because she thinks she'll lose me as a daughter. But like I will always be there at the end of the day. Like I just want to go out. Like it's not that deep to me, but to her, she knows that she's slowly, slowly losing the control that she enforced over me from like such a young age and she doesn't know what to do so she lashes out like that and at the end of the day gratefulness goes two ways okay she's only grateful for me when I'm cooking cleaning studying staying at home and she wants to throw it in my face that you know um, I should be grateful because she did all that for me, but how come you're not grateful for all the things I did? Hmm. And you never bring that up, like, oh, you cook, you clean, you know, you stay at home for the majority of the time. It's just that one person you want to go out. I'll, I'll, t you know, I'll let that be because you know, you you do all you do you do and you did all those other stuff. It's like I'm not holding against her that I, you know that I'm grateful for all the things that she done but it does that even make sense does that even make sense what I'm saying I don't know it's kind of hard to express it the way I want to express it but oh another thing that I wanted to mention is that there's this book that I am reading I don't want to say I'm reading because I started reading it ages ago and then I stopped because it's just, it's just a lot it's a lot it's called let me let me get the name it's called 
adult children of emotionally immature um, emotionally immature parents. And basically there was this one part where, you know, it kind of listed out the traits that emotionally immature parents had, or was it the opposite way around children of emotionally unavailable parents had. And, you know, it kind of falls under this topic because, you know, toxic parents, narcissistic parents, um, are most likely, you know, emotionally immature. Okay, so it was statements um, about the parents, right? And so basically to, it's like a checklist to see if your parents are emotionally immature or not. And I want to read it out to you guys, just in case, like, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, oh, is my parent toxic? Is my parent... It must be immature. So I'm going to read this out and, you know, see which ones resonate with you and which one that you agree that your parent, you know, does or whatever. And, yeah, there's like 15 statements. So the first one is, my parent often overreacts to relatively minor things. And I'm going to take that off because, yes, my parent does that. When it comes to emotional closeness and feelings, my parents seemed uncomfortable and didn't go there. Yes, another one for me. My parent was often irritated by individual differences or different points of views. Yes. Um... When I was growing up, my parent used me used me as a confident, but wasn't a confidence for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess not really. But me and my mom didn't really talk like that. Me and my mom or my dad we didn't really talk like that. My parent often said and did things without thinking about people people's feelings till this motherfucking day. I didn't get much attention or sympathy from my parent except maybe when I was really sick. Yep, that's the one. My parent was inconsistent, sometimes wise, sometimes unreasonable. Yeah, if I became upset, my parent either said something superficial and unhelpful or got angry and sarcastic. Yep. Conversation mostly centered on my parents' interests. Yes. Even what was that? Even polite disagreements could make my parent very defensive. Yep. Yep. Very, 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 very defensive. It was it was deflating to tell my parent about my success because it didn't seem to matter. Yep. Yep. Facts and logic were no match for my parents' opinions. And this is the one. This one This one should be in bold and capital letters because <laughs> there's no such thing as facts and logic. It's just disrespect, okay? Um, my parent wasn't self-reflective and really looked at his or hers role in the problem. Yes, sir. No accountability here. I don't know that word didn't know what that word means and the last one 
My parents tended to be a black and white thinker and unreceptive to new ideas. Yes, 100% yes. The fact that um, I resonated with almost all of them doesn't sit right with me. But if you had two or more that, you know, resonated with you, then you have an emotionally or you have emotionally immature parents, okay? Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I really recommend reading that book, but you just, you have to be mentally prepared to read it. And honestly, it takes, it takes a lot out of you. Like, I haven't read it in a while because it's honestly draining. Like, just, it's, everything I knew but like reading it and you know reading other people's experiences and relating to them like shit that shit kind of hurts bro like that shit hurts it cuts deep but it's something that you know you have to read to better understand your experience and why your parents are the way they are and you know kind of like see them as a human being and not like as your mother not as you know your parent and you know it's a great way to help you heal and kind of like move on with your life without all the hatred all the resentment and you know it really I don't know it just helps for me at least and you know, it would help me forgive my parents for being the way they are. And it kind of makes things a lot easier. It's like it's hard still, but I don't find myself getting mad, like really mad. I used to get angry. I used to get heated up like shit, like I could break the walls. But it's helped, helped me calm down a lot. So now I want to talk about like the traits that toxic mothers have. Let's talk about accountability because that one really hit different when I was reading um, the state statements from before. Like they never take accountability for anything, even when they are the ones who, you know, cause the problem, even though. They, they're the ones that are the problem. They never, ever, ever take accountability. Never take, never say sorry. I've never heard my mom say sorry for anything that she's done to me. And it's, it's kind of sad. But like, like I said before, like I kind of forgave her. Like I forgave her, even though she didn't say sorry. Like it's a step that you have to take to move forward. But it's a hard motherfucking step because they've never verbally said it and admitted that they were wrong and that they hurt you like that shit is hard and you know most of the time they have a god complex and they can't they can't admit to doing wrong and it's kind of like what i was saying before that that they have the superior complex like you know they don't see you as a human being they see you as like a like a like a puppet or something so it's like kind of like they don't want to submit to you by saying sorry because then, you know, you become another person. Like, 
You know what I mean? And it's like, ugh. They just, they just don't want to see that there's a the problem. They don't want to accept it. And I know that they, they know. But, like I said, they do not want to accept it at all. And also, going back to the, what I was saying before, another trait is, you know, emotional unavailability and lack of empathy, lack of sympathy. You know, like, because of that, as a child, as a daughter, as a son, you can start to feel invisible because, you know, they don't see you. They don't see that you're struggling. They don't see that their words and actions affect you. You know, they just they just look over it and just continue with their day. And, you know, you're here suffering on your own. And, yeah, you start to feel invisible because, damn, it's like you're my mom, you know, you know. You're my parent. You're supposed to see me. You're supposed to provide me with that emotional support. But you, they don't. They don't do that. And you start to mirror your parent. And as a parent, they're supposed to mirror the child's reaction. So if they see that the child is sad, you know... They're supposed to have sympathy for you, you know, acknowledge that you're sad and then help you work through that or at least, you know, try to figure out why you're sad. But when you have an emotionally unavailable mother, they won't provide you with that type of support that you need. And, you know, it's... it's it's supposed to be nurtured. They're supposed to be there for you. But they're emotionally neglectful. And through that, you know, they're teaching you subconsciously that you're not important and that your feelings don't matter. And then as an adult, you, you start to have a lot of self-doubt. You start to doubt yourself. Because you think that you're not enough, you're not worthy, like you don't go for things that you want because in the back of your mind, your inner child is scared because they didn't receive that nurture that they needed as a child. And then, you know, you felt invisible and like you still feel invisible that nobody will see your talent, that nobody will see your worth because... Your own parent didn't. And it starts from home. It starts from home. And that's why I'm out here preaching this shit. Because I, I just wish there was a way to show my mom this indirectly. And without her knowing that it's me saying this. <laughs> because, like, damn, this lady fucked me up, bro. Just thinking about it, it's like... You, you could have been there for me. You could have hugged me. You could have told me you love me. Like, that would have made such a big difference in my life. But, you know, we're here. We're here. I'm telling myself that I love myself. You know, I'm being my own mother. And that's on period. Anyways, the next one is dismissing your feelings. Like, it's kind of like when your mother dismisses your feelings that 
you know, your pain that they caused, that they were the main problem that made you feel this way, you know, it makes the child shut down and creates a distance between the child and the parent. And it's an emotional and physical distance because emotionally, you as a mother can't be there for your children because you dismiss their feelings, you're emotionally unavailable, so you don't know how to deal with those, with their feelings, you don't know how to nurture them, you don't know how to show them the emotions that they need to feel supported, to feel safe, and because they don't feel safe, they distance themselves physically because they can't be around you when they feel vulnerable, when they feel sad, when they feel pain because you're going to dismiss their feelings and why would they want to be around you when, you know, it shows that you don't really care about them as a human being, as their child. So, and you know, if they don't work on that, the distance becomes much stronger from childhood to adulthood, you know, to their teenage years. That's why they start to rebel. That's why, you know, they act out sometimes because you don't give them that attention. So, you know, they're going to, obviously they're going to crave it because they, children need to be nurtured and if they nurture them as children, they're in adulthood. Ad, I can't speak English, guys. I'm choking bad out here. But I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. I'm not going to um, record this again because big man things. So what I was saying, if you don't nurture your child as children, they become adults with... Guys, okay. <laughs> Bear with me. They become adults who are children because when you experience like trauma, trauma can be anything. It doesn't have to be something like big, like emotional trauma. When you experience that as a child, like it was like this thing that I read that you stop aging. Like they're still children but in adult bodies and they still need to be nurtured. So, you know, they're going to be acting out. And again, they can't be close to you, you know, as close as they want to be at least because you don't provide that emotional support. You don't expect, no, you don't, guys, you don't provide that support, period. So they can't really be that close to you. And then a lot of parents wonder why their kids want to move out. They wonder why. I, the kids don't talk to them. Like, look in the mirror, babes. Look in the mirror. It's you. It's you. Like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Your time has passed to do that. And they're not going to do it anyway. So, you're done. I'm trying not to edit that much. So, I'm trying not to check. But I am. But if we move, we move, we move, we move. I'm just not going to, like, edit as much, so it's more of a natural flow, you know what I mean? 
But as I was saying, you know, it creates that emotional distance. And what the child gets from that is that, you know, she doesn't have time for you because she's not there for you emotionally. And for you, she doesn't care about your feelings, so you can't tell them anything. You don't have a safe space around your own parent. And then, like I said, like mirror, okay? The child mirror what the parent does. And that's what the child gets. So obviously, naturally, they're going to distance themselves because that's what the mother is doing. And that's what they know. So they're going to repeat that. Another thing. Thing. Another thing is that they disrespect your motherfucking boundaries. There's no such thing as privacy. You have no privacy. And growing up, I never had privacy and I hated it so much. I didn't have my own room until I was like in year eight or some shit like that. No, no, no. Year seven. But even then, I had no privacy at all because there was always kids in my house, always people sleeping in my room. But that's besides the point. Like, my mom never gave me that privacy. Like, even I'm changing, it's just like the little things, you know, when you're changing, you don't want anyone to walk in your room. And, you know, as a teen, when you're going through puberty and, you know, I'm starting to grow my little boobs or whatever. Like, she bursts in my room, leaves the door open. And I'm like, close the door. Like, I'm trying to change. Like, who cares? Everybody's family here. And what are they going to see anyway? It's like, I don't care. I don't care if Jesus is outside. Close my door, you know. Like, I just want to have that space to change comfortably. I don't have to, like, go in the closet while she's talking to me. And I'm, like, naked. And the door's wide open, like... And my house is full of guys because I have heaps of brothers, a lot of uncles. And it's like, please, man, like, just that privacy alone, I did not have it. And sometimes she'll come clean my room. Or, like, just, I don't know why she'd be in my room, but, like, she'd be in my room. And, like, looking through my shit. And, oh, oh my gosh, like, the way I had to hide everything... And I wonder why she feels the need to just, just do that shit. Like, nobody's going through your shit. And I know you won't like it if anybody went in your room and touched all your stuff. So it's like, why would you do that to me? And it's like, at the same time, it's not even just with me. It's with my brothers as well. Like, she does not know what boundaries are. Like, the line could be right in front of her face. And then she'll leave that shit behind. She will seen and seen it so hard. Like she opens her mail. Every time we order something, she opens it. It's like it's not for you. Mind your business. If it doesn't say your name on it, leave it. Like it's not that hard. But she does not know what the fuck boundaries are. They feel like they don't need to ask for permission because they see you as property. They don't need to ask. They don't need to ask at all. Like, they're the mother. They're superior. Like, why do they need to ask? They can just look through your stuff. They can just open your door without knocking. Because, you know, you're under their roof. 
we have Miss Hay. And this is wonderful as fuck, bro. And they always say, oh, you're my daughter. You're my daughter. It makes you feel like you're an object. And that, you know, you don't deserve your own privacy, your own space. And it's fucked, bro. It's fucked up. And another thing is... Um, the very demanding and dominating. Um, they begin to manipulate you when they feel like they don't get what they want from you. And that's a very common thing. You know, they're trying to live their life through you. Through you. Like, and I want the best for you. Like, I'm your mother. Like, I know what's good for you. Like, do you really... Do you really, is it what's good for me or is it what's good for you? What's good for your image? What's good for your self-esteem? Like, what really is it? Because I know you're not doing this shit for me. I know it for a fact. If you were doing this for me, I would be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be living my best fucking life because I'm not, I'm not right now. Like, maybe right now I am kind of, but like... When I was younger, I was not living my best life at all. I was going through it. But it's like, there is a difference between support and control. Like, they feel like they're supporting you, but they're not. They're controlling the fuck out of you. Like, for example, for me, with uni, first of all, when I first got into uni, I told her I was studying psychology. She was like, why are you studying psychology? That's not a good course. That's not a good course. Why would you Why would you choose that? Like, you wouldn't even get any job out of it. It's such a bad thing to study. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Like, she just gave me a whole lot of shit for it. And it's like, do you want to go to uni and study? Is it me studying or you? Like, make that make sense. Like, she hated it. But anyways, I was studying or whatever. Just telling everybody, oh, my daughter is studying psychology, na, 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 na. Like, where was that energy when I told you anyways? And then when I stopped, when I stopped studying, she tried to force me to go back. Like, it's every day you're going back to uni, you're going back to uni. And it's like, you never supported me in the first place. Like, you wanted me to go uni, I go uni, you hated what I was studying, you try to get me to change courses, and then I drop out, and then it's like, go back, go back and study psychology, no, 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 like, no, why can't you just support me, be there for me, like, I was going through it in uni, and I just, mentally, I just couldn't do it, and she doesn't understand that, she just wants me to do what she wants me to do, my headphones are dying, but... We're going to continue this. Another trait is comparison. Everybody needs to deal with comparison. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been through this when their parents compare them to, you know, their siblings, to their cousins, to their friends. And it's not good for anybody's self-esteem. It's not at all like... Why are you comparing me to somebody else? And I know for a fact these parents would hate it if we compare them to somebody else's parent. Like, 
It's like they try to guilt they try to guilt ah <laughs> they try to guilt trip you into becoming somebody you're not. Like I'm not that person. I'm me. You should not be concerned about somebody else, especially when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And a lot of times when they compare you to other people, they're worse than you. Like I don't I don't want to say worse than you, but like they are not somebody worth comparing. You shouldn't be comparing it in at all in the first place. But they never really know how the person actually is. And yeah, this everybody needs to deal with comparison. But the next one is loves uh, unconditional love. Okay, so most of the time it's not. It doesn't really seem like unconditional love is more like conditional love because you know some mothers are actually really jealous of their daughters and when it comes to the toxic mothers they have con- they have conditioned their love okay and it teaches their children that they are only worthy of love when they are doing something that makes their parents happy and you know I really resonate with that a lot because it felt like my mom only loved me when you know like I said before the front at the front at the beginning when I was cooking, when I was cleaning, I was staying home, I was being a a good obedient child, that was when she loved me, and she never said I love you, she never really showed me that she loves me, but it was like she wasn't mad at me when I was doing those things, and then that's what I associated with love, like, you know, it would be calm, I wouldn't be stressed around her, I wouldn't be scared to come out of my room or be around her, because I would get in trouble for something, it was like, that was when it was calm, and then, so, I associated cleaning, cooking, whatever, to her loving me, or what I thought was her loving me, you know what I mean? And it didn't really feel unconditional. It was very conditioned. And yeah, that really fucks up your fucking self-esteem. Like you don't really feel like you're worth it. And you know, that can lead you to a lot of like bad places and bad situations as an adult because you know um people would do things to make them feel like they're enough you know get them get mixed up with the wrong people start doing bad things or whatever like to fulfill that void that you know your parents have left empty like empty as fuck because you're trying to find love in the wrong places not even just love but like the feeling that resonates to love, you know, that 
that type of like excitement, that type of warm feeling. And, you know, you're chasing in the wrong places and the wrong people. And that is why I fucking attracted all these emotionally unavailable people in my life. Fucking hate to see it, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We move. We move. I know better now. I know better now. That's why I stay single. That's why I stay alone. <laughs> so, yeah, I only associated love with whatever made her happy and whatever made her look good. And, you know, when you think about it, it doesn't really have anything to do with us, but everything to do with them. And, you know, for example, right, she wants me to go clean, whatever, so she looks, she can look like a good, like a good person, not a person, not me <laughs> checking again, so she can look like a, a good mother, you know, and the thing with the Sassanese community is that they talk, they fucking talk, they gossip like crazy, and so like if my uncles come over or whatever, and I'm cleaning, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, Sora is such a good, like, girl. She's such a good daughter. And nah, then they're like, oh, yeah. She's a good mother because her child knows how to cook and clean. And, like, a lot of other children um, don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? And it showcases to them, like, she's a good mother. And then, you know, when I'm not doing those things... To her, it's like, oh, I am not doing my job right. She's not doing what I'm, what I told her to do. She's not doing what she's supposed to do to make me happy. And then, like, ultimately, like at the end of the day, that's why they're actually really mad. And it's like they're just projecting their own insecurities and their own, like, you know, goals on on you and then we get the short stick of the the short the short end of the stick is that the thing yeah because you know we don't deserve to have all that pressure on us especially at a young age like if you're unhappy with yourself that is your problem not our problem like we shouldn't validate your feelings you know, by doing all that shit that we don't even know that you're going through. You know what I mean? You know, you guys understand what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I'm joking so much today, guys. This is a very emotional topic for me, so <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not really sad. Like, it's just a lot to talk about. But yeah, that's the narcissistic tendencies jumping out because they only feel like love and joy and happy or whatever when they look good because anything other than that will be confirming that they're not as good as a mother that they, they thought that they were and you know that teaches you like as a child that you have to perform to receive love and then that ends up you know trying to be somebody that they were that we're not and you know we start pretending and acting around our parents around our families so they can be happy and we start you know masking our feelings and that is not good that is not good for anyone 
Another trait is gaslighting. Gaslighting is such a big one because, you know, as a child, you start to lose trust in yourself because, you know, they always deny it and try to, like, twist the story, try to make you feel like you're making it up, like, uh, I didn't, you're a liar, that didn't happen, da da da, all of this shit. And you lose so much trust in yourself because it's like you start to second guess yourself. And it's like, this, this happened, this happened, and you know, I'm confronting you about it or I'm trying to tell you about it, and you're acting like it didn't. And then you become scared to speak up because nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to believe you and you're just going to look stupid because it's like, what are you saying? Nobody knows what you're saying. Nobody wants to know what you're saying. So you just shut up. And another thing, another thing that a lot of parents do and a lot of black parents as well is insult their children. And on that note, I saw a TikTok the other day and it was no it was today actually it doesn't really matter when I saw it but I saw a video and it was of these two girls that were at um Disney World or something and then they were taking pictures and at the back it was like you know a black family and the mother was just like yelling at their children like she was like shut the fuck up I don't give a fuck where we are um, shut the fuck up and, and, you know, follow me or some shit like that. And the girl, some girl stitched it and I was like, why do black parents do this? Like, why do you speak down on your children like that, especially in public? Like, you would not talk to another adult like that. Like, you wouldn't talk to somebody else that you respect or whatever like that and that you love like that. Why would you speak to your children like that like it doesn't make sense like you're in public you could there's a million other ways you can speak to your children but why are you swearing at them in public in a public space where there's children running around supposed to be happy like Disney World is supposed to be a fun experience and even if they are not listening or whatever like you shouldn't be yelling at them like that and like humiliating them in public, like it's it's is something that I see a lot in black communities, and it's sad. It's so sad, and that can affect a child so much, and they don't even know that. And nothing it makes them feel self conscious as well, like. When you're constantly being insulted by, you know, your own mother, your own dad. And nothing hurts more than being insulted by somebody that is supposed to be there for you. Someone is supposed to support you, you know. And it really breaks your spirit. And it's like you're supposed to love me unconditionally. And then you're talking to me like, you know... Like, I'm not even your, your your kid. And that shit hurts. I couldn't even count how many times my mom insulted me. And, like, sometimes she'll do it 
when I, when she talking on the phone and then she gets mad at me or something, and then she would just swear at me while she's on the phone or even when there's people over, and it's like, why are you doing all that? Why are you putting on a show? Why are you, why, why, why? I just really want to know why the fuck you do that. It makes no sense. Like just to talk to me like a normal person you don't have to insult me you don't have to swear at me you don't have to belittle me like it makes no sense like just communicate like an adult like an adult as a kid I can communicate better than that you know another reason why I feel like um mommy issues isn't really something that a lot of people talk about or address you know publicly is because and this is another trait um, it's because they put up a, a facade in public, you know, and then it's really kind of hard for people to understand that some people have toxic mothers. And it's like when I, you know, bring up my issues with my mom, people are like, oh, really? Your mom, your mom is so nice. Like, I don't see your mom doing anything like that. And it's like, yeah, because she puts up a facade. Like, obviously, nobody's going to walk around and um, acting, no, walking around like showing that they're toxic or whatever, they're going to fucking hide that shit, and it's like, it's so much easier to believe that, you know, mothers are good and they're doing good for their children, like, no mother will ever, you know, do that things to their child, and I feel like because... I feel like a lot of people have mommy issues and they don't know because they don't want to believe it. That's why it's such, like, you know, kind of like a stigma area that nobody really wants to get to because, you know, nobody wants to... You, It's that guilt. It's that guilt. Like, not my mother walking in while I'm talking about her. We moved. <laughs> we moved. Like, she literally just walked in and I had this talk. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, um, nothing. Just chilling. You know the vibes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the guilt. And for a long time, I felt guilt. Did I? I feel like I'm repeating myself. I think I said that before. But yeah, I used to feel really guilty for being mad at her or you know, being upset because of the things she did, and it was, and I was like, I'll gaslight myself, like, <laughs> I'll gaslight myself, I'll manipulate, my, manipulate myself into feeling bad, but it's okay to feel those type of feelings, because it's like, yeah, she's not being a good mom at times, and it's okay to admit that. And it's okay to feel those emotions because that's what comes with it. And, you know, when you're young, you don't really know that. And then you make excuses and you kind of just accept everything that comes your way. And then later on when you're adult and, you know, you still feel those feelings, but you mask it. And then you, it's hard to even admit to yourself that 
you know, your mom is toxic or your mom is narcissistic or whatever because of that. And again, that's why I feel like it's, it's not a big thing that people talk about. And it's kind of like a scary thing to talk about. Like, you know, when you fight, when you, whoa. I'm going to end this soon because I keep on fucking choking. <laughs> because I don't even know what I was going to say. I feel like this is time for me to stop. Like, it's late. I'm tired. It's almost my bedtime. It's Saturday and I'm going to sleep at 11. Like, yesterday, Friday night, I went to sleep at 9.30. Like, I was so tired. I just passed out. But, yeah, I think I'm going to end it here, guys. <laughs> I can't. This took a lot of energy out of me. I just realized this took a lot out of me. But, you know, it's something that needs to be talked about. Something that needs to be addressed. I'm probably going to make a, maybe, I'll make, I'll make a part two of this. Because there's still heaps and heaps and heaps to unpack about this topic alone. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy this. And I hope this leads to you doing a lot of shadow work to heal your inner child of, you know, maybe things that I've brought up and that resonates with you. Or like some things you need to work out with your own mother or, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope everybody's having a great weekend don't get too fucked up okay oh get fucked up for me because i'm not out tonight i am at home but i'm gonna sleep but yeah see you guys in the next episode peace and love bye